we have this kind of perfect or ideal idea of what we want God to give us. And we kind of just pray about it as if we want it to drop in our lap. And we don't realize that what makes it perfect seeming in our mind is not that it's actually the best possible scenario for us, but it's that it's the most comfortable. I have a confession to make. This is not something that I enjoy talking about and that I am proud of admitting, but I need to admit it. Uh, and that is that I have an addiction. I actually drink brake fluid, but I can stop anytime. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 120. So good to be back with you. Um, if you're just listening for the first time, I don't really drink brake fluid. Uh, we start every episode with a dad joke. So that is why that um, lack of laughter was happening uh, because I have no audience here. I'm hoping you're laughing. But anyways, so good to be back with you. A reminder, if this is your first time listening, please make sure you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people find it. If it's been a benefit to you, it could be a benefit to somebody else. And especially if it's someone you know, please share this with them and uh, feel free to share it with everyone on social media. Make sure you tag us on Instagram at Mana Food for Thought, on Twitter at Mana F4T. And uh, tag us. You can leave comments and all of that on our website at Mana Food for Th- or not at Mana Food for Thought, manafoodforthought.com. And you can become a Patreon sponsor for as little as $1 a month. Become a uh, yeah sponsor to help with the finances of this podcast. And you get perks and things like that. And we're very grateful and we pray for you and so thankful for all of you. But, anyways, um, I stumbled my way through that intro. <laughs> and let's get into this episode uh, with our joy, junk, and Jesus. And I hope you do this with other people. This is a great thing to do when you're checking in with a spouse, a friend, a small group, uh, to see what are the highs and lows of your week, how have you encountered the Lord. It's a really great thing. And so I, I love to hear yours if you ever want to send them in uh, and just check in anytime you're listening. Uh, just I act as though I, I'm, I'm right there with you, and I would love to hear that back from you. So, uh, so much joy in the past couple weeks. The last uh, podcast I, re- I recorded a week early, so two weeks have uh, passed since I actually uh, recorded an episode, and so much has happened in that time. Um, Hannah, my daughter, finished you know her second week of a different VBS here at the church. Uh, she had a great time. Um, we had, um, some recently married friends over for dinner, Mario and Vanessa, um, had my, our dating anniversary, you know, my wife and I first started dating and, uh, and Tony and Jenna, actually my former co-host Jenna and her husband actually also just recently celebrated their dating anniversary. Um, uh, even though we're both, uh, married to our, uh, subsequent spouses. Um, but it's still nice that that, um, was a nice reminder of how long we've been together. And this past week, we were just on vacation. So we just spent a week up in Lake Arrowhead where my wife and I both grew up and we got to do just a bunch of fun stuff. I got to see my old group of guy friends, which I'll talk about in a little more detail. Um, we got to go to a kind of renovated amusement park up there that we used to go to when we were kids that used to be like all Santa themed. And now Santa's still there, but it's got all this awesome new like adult and young adult stuff there along with kid things still. It's really, really great. It's called Sky Park. And highly would, I would highly recommend it. And then we went to San Diego this past weekend for a wedding, a wedding for one of my former teens um, who went through confirmation. Her mom, I sponsored through adult confirmation. Her uh, stepdad, I just sponsored through adult confirmation, or not sponsored, but um, ran the program and uh, taught his class of adult confirmation. And then her spouse uh, just went through RCIA and I was, you know, running that program. So I've just had like, 
interface with like so many members of this family and it was so cool to just see this happen and my kids had a great time my daughter was like the star of this wedding dancing with the bride and groom she thought the bride was a princess and was just dancing like nobody's business levi had a great time as well and yeah their first time in a hotel and they did great it was wonderful and providentially we got to see my wife's family the next day at her cousin carly's one-year-old son's uh, birthday party, which happened to be like 10 minutes away from where this wedding was. So, and shout out to you, Carly. Thank you for telling me you listened to this podcast. It was so great to see you and the fam. Uh, and Dylan, if you're listening to this too, because you said you would. Um, but anyways, um, so great to have all of those experiences and see family. And my wife and I have a couple's getaway this coming weekend uh, in Palm Desert. So, and hopefully we'll see my parents while we're out there. So just, just so much joy. I know it just, I was ranting there and rambling a bit, but um, so much good stuff happening. Uh, the junk was that I'm very tired because of all of that. Uh, my body's tired. I'm a little sunburned and so is my wife. And, uh, at the gym, it's been kind of slow going this week. It's, I'm kind of treating it like a recovery week. My legs are kind of in pain in a lot of different ways in a lot of different areas. And so I'm trying to take it easy, but I get really down on myself and discouraged when I can't like you know, do what I know I'm, I should be able to do at the gym. So, um, some prayers for that are appreciated, but it's a good reminder for you, like the different things that you've committed to the different disciplines and routines that you have in your life. You know, sometimes we can't commit to those, but we show up as best we can each day to the things that we know are good for us. And we do the best we can. And that's what can continue to help us have healthy souls, minds, bodies. And that's super important. So, it's not about doing it 100% every time. It's about just not doing 0%, like just trying a little bit more each day, whatever we're able to do, pushing ourselves when we can, but also listening to our bodies, listening to ourselves, how we feel, and uh, being sensitive to that. So, um, yeah, my Jesus moment is really what inspired this uh, episode. And my Jesus moment was seeing my guy friends on uh, the first night I was up in the mountains. Uh, one of my friends, Michael, it was his birthday. He wanted to gather at one of the houses where some of our guys, uh, guy friends still live up in, uh, up in the mountains. And all of our guy friends were just able to work it out to where we could all be there for some amount of time, including one of our friends who is, uh, lives outside of Denver and we haven't seen in probably like seven or eight years. And so what was so beautiful about it and why I feel like I really encountered Jesus in this is that like, I feel like for a long time as um, like a Catholic man, I've been looking for community. And I feel like a lot of the Catholic men that I encounter are sometimes younger than me. They're not in my vocation or they might not be as like spiritually mature or things like that. And God has really been able to bring community together recently. Like there's a lot of great young adult men at our parish now who I really enjoy and get along with. But for a long time, there was like nothing, you know, and I had Tony, uh, Jenny's husband and friendship with him, which has been amazing. But, you know, at different times in my life in the past, there have been these different opportunities. And I didn't want to ever be like, hey, I'm going to start this because I don't want to feel like I'm like youth minister, you know, or that I'm like running something because I do that all the time at work. And I really just want to be a part of a community. And then I go up in the mountains and and so I have good community down here. But sometimes I found myself I find myself still being like discouraged, like, well, you know, like it's really great. and These people are really good, but. Um, you know, there's certain things we can't relate to or certain things that are like, you know, I'm married and they're not or whatever it might be. And so I, I can kind of, I think, um, rob myself of the good opportunities that are in front of me because I have this expectation in my mind of what it needs to look like. And so I go up in the mountains and 
I remember just having an experience like just a few hours into us all being together. And it was like, we just were together yesterday, you know, like, like we didn't skip a beat and I see some of them more often than others, but even our friend Ruben, who was coming out from Denver, Denver, who we haven't seen him forever. It was like, you know, he's been here the whole time. Like, and he brought his girlfriend along who none of us had met and we all just got along great. And it was just like such a gift to have that type of ability. And that, like, I, I recognize in that moment, like most men, I don't think have this. Like most men don't have this like intimate group of male friends who they can gather together. They can share life together. Like we tell each other, we love each other. Like we love seeing each other. We support each other, encourage each other. Like that's a very, I think a very rare thing. And I think I was realizing that I, I've been, I've been looking, I'm so grateful for their friendship. And I feel like I've been looking for something that God has already given me, but I couldn't like see that because I couldn't abandon my idea of what I thought like community should look like for me. And it just reminded me of this fact that like God is not bound by my plans, by my ideas, my comfort zone, like what I think is possible. He like, and I think sometimes our comfort zone restricts us. Okay. And, and this is what I mean. So I often think that we and myself, we have this kind of perfect or ideal idea of what we want God to give us. And we kind of just pray about it as if we want it to drop in our lap. And we don't realize that what makes it perfect seeming in our mind is not that it's actually the best possible scenario for us, but it's that it's the most comfortable, the most comfortable my whole idea of community was like, God, can't you gather people who are like, just like me, same phase of life. I don't have to run it. I can just show up. It'll be effortless and it will all be good. And, and I didn't really realize that I wasn't really, I wasn't really in this vision that I had in my mind, wasn't really a version of myself that was like putting in effort or really like being vulnerable. It was just this comfortable thing that could just fall in my lap that I was praying for. And in some ways, I'm so glad that God has not given me that. Like I'm realizing, I'm so glad that God does not give me the things that I just want because they'll be comfortable. You know, that he knows me so much better than I know myself. He knows you so much better than you know yourself. And there's certain things maybe in your life that you really are hoping for or wanting. And you have this image or idea of what it's supposed to look like. And God may already be offering you that. He may already have given you something that is just as fulfilling or satisfying, if not more so. But you may not even be recognizing it because you can't let go or abandon this idea of this is what perfection will look like for me. This is what will be the most ideal because it's the most comfortable. I won't have to really make an effort. I won't really have to sacrifice. It won't be hard. It will be perfect. And we have this idea that like, you know, perfect means easy. And for anyone who has ever been in a good friendship, in a marriage, in any kind of lasting relationship whatsoever, in a family, perfect or good you know, like something healthy, really holy, really beautiful, and something that gives you life is never easy. Never. It takes so much work, effort, sacrifice, vulnerability, things that are not easy to do. And I think I, it's just this experience with my guy friends, even though like, you know, they're very respectful of the fact that I'm faithful. And I think they all have different degrees of faith, but it's not like they're, they're, Catholic by any means, you know, some of them maybe by baptism, but like not anything really by practice. And we can talk about things of faith. And in fact, that came up very early on in our conversation and it's easy to do that. But for some reason I had in my mind that it would look totally different. 
And it was robbing me of seeing just this gift that I, I always knew I had in my guy friends, but this gift that maybe I've prevented myself from experiencing and appreciating more readily and more consistently because I was looking for something else. And it reminded me that God prioritizes different things than we do. Reminded me of the passage from Isaiah 55, where God says uh, through the prophet Isaiah, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. I want this perfect idea of my life dropped in my lap, and I need to recognize like that is not what is going to be best for me. Me being comfortable and not having to sacrifice or make an effort, not having to stretch or grow, like this ideal version I have in my mind of like the perfect fill in the blank. No wonder God has not given that to me because it would not really benefit me in the long run. You know, think about your image of your perfect job. You know, it's, uh, what's your ideal career? And most people are not going to tell you something that requires maybe more effort, sacrifice, time, you know, than they're currently doing. They're looking for something that's like, oh, I want to be able to retire when I'm 40 and be a millionaire and only work one day a week. It's an easy, comfortable image of what the perfect job would look like. But if we really got that, parts of us that have this passion to create to create a world that is better, to bring goodness into the world, would be going crazy because they would be stifled. And so it just, I don't know, this whole situation just illuminated my mind so clearly, like God knows me so well. And he knows that these things that I might think are perfect, ideal, like super great to be hoping and searching for, are just not going to bring me any satisfaction. And that I already have so much to appreciate in every facet of my life. And you know, I, we, we say this, like that God knows, knows us better than we know ourselves. But I think at the same time, we think like, but I also know myself pretty well, right? And this kind of helped me realize like, no, I do not even remotely know myself the way that God does. Like my knowledge is immensely complicated by my own wounds, my trauma, my fear, the things I don't want to admit about myself, the ways I wish I was, I, I, the ways I wish I were different the way that I, I would like other people to see me, like that all shapes what I think I know about myself. And just like Psalm 139 says, like, Lord, you've probed me. You know me. You know when I sit and when I stand. You understand my thoughts from afar. You sift through my travels and my rest. With all my ways you are familiar. Even before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it all. And I don't have the ability to grasp God, like to know what he is thinking or doing. I need to be able to surrender or trust. It says in Romans eleven thirty four, for who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Like God is so far above that. And it just helped me realize, and I wanted to share that because I think we all get in these, these seasons of our life, these moments of our life where we're just kind of waiting for this, this image, this hopeful idea of perfection that we have. And this just helped me realize like, wow, I've had this beautiful thing in front of me all along. And I really was illuminated by the grace of God to be able to see like, this is a gift that most men don't have. And it's such a blessing in my life, even though it doesn't come in a quote unquote Catholic package, it is soaked in the grace of God because of the life, the vulnerability, the friendship I'm able to share with this group of people. And the more that I get to know the community of men who are here, who have been growing and developing together, 
the more I'm able to be vulnerable with them, the more time I'm able to spend with them, the more of a gift that is to me as well. Even though neither of these groups look like what I thought the ideal situation of community for me would look. All of this reminds me of, of this final passage I want to share from the prophet Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And Habakkuk was, was a, a prophet who uh, was prophesying during a time where Israel was making a lot of bad decisions, and uh, they're turning away from the God, uh, turning away from God, and they were um, being being overrun and being taken into exile. And Habakkuk, he he has this at the very beginning of the book, uh, he has this complaint toward God, and he says this to God. He says, "How long, O Lord, must I cry for help and you not listen, or cry out to you violence and you do not intervene? Why do you let me see iniquity? Why do you simply gaze at evil?" Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and discord. This is why the law is numb and justice never comes, for the wicked surround the just. This is why justice comes forth perverted. Tabakuk is basically complaining about everything in his life, everything he sees going on. He's like, God, where are you? Why aren't you doing anything about this? This is why things are so bad, because you're not intervening. And God immediately answers. He says, look over the nations and see. Be utterly amazed for a work, listen to this, for a work is being done in your days that you would not believe were it told. God is doing a work in your life right now that you would not believe even if you were told. That even if he spelled out to you like, this is what I'm offering you, you would be like, "Mm, I don't know if that's really better than my idea. Or I don't know if I can really believe that that's going to make me happier than this idea of, uh, you know, the perfect fill in the blank that I have for myself. Perfect relationship, vocation, job, you know, living situation, whatever, friendship, name it. And I, I just invite you, like the Lord has invited me over this past week, to really look at all the areas of your life and ask yourself, like, is there something that I am missing? Am I missing the way in which God is seeking to surprise me with his love, surprise me with his grace? in these different areas of my life. Just because they're difficult or frustrating or irritating does not mean that they aren't exactly where God wants us. God put you where you are on purpose. Everything in your life right now has a divine purpose. I said this at Bible study last night. Every penny in your bank account has a divine purpose. Every minute of your schedule has a divine purpose. Every person in your life, every relationship, every step you take, every place you go, every breath that you take has a divine purpose. And so much of it is wasted on chasing after our earthly ideas of what will satisfy us. So much of it is wasted or set aside for things we think will make us happy simply because we are unwilling to trust that God's ways are truly above our ways. His thoughts are truly higher than our thoughts and that he is already blessing us in unexpected ways. Jesus was not expected. Jesus is not what people thought the Messiah would be like. Jesus, in fact, was the complete opposite, the total upside down version of whatever they thought the Messiah was going to be. They thought the Messiah was going to be this priestly, royal, kingly leader that was going to lead them into political victory out of the oppression under uh, out from under the thumb of Roman rule and reinitiate the long heralded kingdom of Israel of old and instead a humble carpenter is the package in which the god of the universe comes to bring about a divine kingdom 
that reigns here and now today in each one of the faithful's hearts, in us as church, and yet is still to come in heaven. I mean, how out there plot twist, you know, is that? And the same is true for your life and for mine. Like God is blessing you in the most plot twist oriented of ways, seeking to bless you each and every day. But if we're only looking for the expected, only looking for the ideal, only looking and paying attention for the answers to what we want, we can miss the ways that God is trying to abundantly bless us exactly where we are, exactly how our lives are. So in the ways that your life may be frustrating you, may be difficult, in the ways that you have had to sacrifice, in the ways that you um, have experienced anxiety or doubt or even fear, What if you viewed those as ways in which the Lord was stretching you and blessing you? Ways in which the Lord was forming you into the version, uh, the better version of yourself that you will need to be for whatever comes next. You may already have everything that you need, everything that you're asking for. And he may be giving you even more, even more than you already have. But we are simply not paying attention or receiving it because we only want this one thing. That in reality, if we got it, would just be comfortable. It would just be easy. It would not satisfy. And so are you being too comfortable in your expectations of yourself, of your future, of God? God is not bound by your comfort zone, but he can only act within it if you refuse to go outside of it. God's plans are above yours, his ways above your ways, his thoughts above your thoughts. So much so even if he were to tell you the work that is being done in your life, you would not believe it were it told to you. So my prayer for you and for me this week is to simply be present and receive what God is giving, how God is blessing you through your family, no matter how messy, through your job, no matter how irritating, through your finances, no matter how depleted, through your relationships, no matter how sparse, abundant, frustrating, weird, joyful, whatever it might be. God is blessing you and giving you exactly what you need. And all of it is on purpose. If sin is an obstacle to that, if there's sin rooted in your life that's obstructing the view that you have of God's grace and his working blessing in your life, then go to confession. Get rid of it. Be forgiven of those things. Let them be removed from your life so you can see with clear, grace-filled eyes all that God is seeking to do in your life, all that he's pouring out. Because I got a window into that with my group of friends who I am so incredibly grateful for. And so I offer up in thanksgiving in joyful praise to the Lord for my friendships with Robert, with Jeff, with Michael, with Christian, with Reuben, our new friend Stephanie, with our spouses, my wife, Sarah, Christina, all of our friends that make up this group, Sean, all of us that can come together in different phases of our life and just pick up right where we left off because that was such a blessing to me. And I recognize now that that is such a gift that many people don't have. And so I repent, Lord, of the ways in which that I was ungrateful or unwilling to see how beautiful those relationships have been in my life and continue to be. And I look forward to how they continue to grow and how we continue to do life together. Some of the best memories of my entire life are with that group of people. And I pray that that continues to be true. Because that's where God has called me. That is how he's called. He's choosing to bless me at this moment in my life. And I hope that that never ceases in being a conduit and a source of blessing in my life. So brothers, if you're listening to this, I love you. Thank you so much for 
doing life with me, for being who you are. I'm so grateful for you. And I hope that all of us listening, all of us part of this reflection can take a moment to look at our own life and recognize the gratitude that we might be missing, the ways in which we're bound by our comfort zones and the ways in which God is stretching us to receive his blessing. So let's set aside our own expectations and plans, our own ideas of what will make us happy, and simply take a step back and recognize like, wow, look at all that I already have, that I've already been given. How is that blessing me? And how have I neglected thanking the Lord for that and thanking those people in my life for the blessing they've been to me? That is all I have for you this week. I pray that that will inspire some reflection, some gratitude, maybe even some forgiveness, some reconciliation, uh, and some deeper ability to see God at work in your own life. But until next time, God love you, God bless you, and I will see you in the Eucharist.